Let's continue. Bab, هَلْ يُجْعَلُ شَعْرُ الْمَرْأَةِ ثَلَاثَةَ قُرُونَ Should the hair of a dead woman be tied in three braids? حَدَّثَنَا قَبِيصَةُ حَدَّثَنَا سُفْيَانَ عَنْ هِشَامٍ عَنْ أُمِّ الْهُذَيْلِ عَنْ أُمِّ عَطِيَّةَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا قَالَتْ ضَفَرْنَا شَعْرَ بِنْتِ نَبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Ummi Atiyah said that we plaited the hair of the daughter of the Prophet ﷺ, Ta'ani thalathat qurun, and she meant into three braids. وَقَالَ وَكِيرٌ قَالَ سُفْيَانُ نَاصِيَتَهَا وَقَرْنَيْهَا So Wakir said that Sufyan said that these three braids were which ones? نَاصِيَتَهَا, one in her front, and وَقَرْنَيْهَا, and two on the sides. This doesn't mean that a braid is coming down the face. No. What this means is that a braid is made from the hair which is in the middle of the head. So basically the hair is going to be parted into three sections. Right, center, and left. And with each section, a braid is going to be made. And where are those braids going to be placed? Bab yulqa sha'rul mar'ati khalfaha. The hair of the woman will be put behind her حدثنا مسدد حدثنا يحيى بن سعيد عن هشام بن حسان قال حدثتنا حفصه عن ام عطيه رضي الله عنها قالت توفيت احدى بنات النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ام عطيه said one of the daughters of the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم passed away فاتانا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال so the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم came to us and said اغسلناها بالسدر وترا washer with sidr meaning sidr water witran an odd number of times ثلاثاً أو خمساً أو أكثر من ذلك إن رأيتنا ذلك three five or more than that if you see the need وجعلنا في الآخرة كافوراً أو شيئاً من كافور and put in the last rinse كافور or something or very little of كافور فإذا فرغتنا فأذنني when you're done then inform me فلما فرغنا أذناه when we were done we informed him فألقى إلينا حقه he gave us his lower garment فضفرنا شعرها ثلاثة قرون this is of relevance here that we divided her hair, we plaited her hair into three braids, وَأَلْقَيْنَاهَا خَلْفَهَا And we put them behind her, meaning we let them fall behind her back. So basically, the braids were put behind her shoulders. باب الثياب البيضي للكفني الثياب البيض White cloth, white garments للكفن for the kafan. So now, more details of the kafan. How exactly is the kafan supposed to be? First of all, we learn about the color of the kafan. That it should be white. But remember that this is mustahab. This is preferred. It's better to have a white kafan. It's not wajib. Why? Because it may not be available everywhere. And in some situations, really in some places, in times of emergency or natural disaster, finding any cloth may be difficult. So finding white cloth may be even more difficult. So this is mustahab, it's not wajib. There is a hadith in An-Nasa'i which tells us that the Prophet ﷺ said, عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْبَيَاضِ مِنَ الثِّيَابِ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْبَيَاضِ مِنَ الثِّيَابِ You should wear white garments. And he said, فَيَلْبَسْهَا أَحْيَاكُمْ your living ones should wear white clothes. وَكَفِّنُوا فِيهَا مَوْتَاكُمْ And shroud in white clothes your dead also. 
Why? فَإِنَّهَا مِنْ خَيْرِ ثِيَابِكُمْ Because they are amongst the best of your garments. So white clothes, best for the living and also for those who have passed away. حدثنا محمد بن مقاتل أخبرنا عبد الله أخبرنا هشام بن عروة عن أبيه عن عائشة رضي الله عنها أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كفن في ثلاثة أثواب عائشة رضي الله عنها reported that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was shrouded in ثلاثة أثواب three pieces of cloth that were يمانية that were يمني بيض they were white Sahuliyatin, they were sahuli. Min kursufin, they were of cotton. Sahuli, is a, it is said that it's a place in Yemen. So this particular cotton was made in that area in Yemen. So that's why it was called sahuliya. Understand? It so happens that certain materials, because they are made in certain places, then they are given that name. Do you, can you give me an example? Pashmina from where? Kashmir? Okay. Any other example? Okay. Egyptian cotton. Yes? Any other example? I don't know much about clothes. That's why I'm not good at this. But I do hear people saying, what I'm saying is that sometimes a cloth is given a name based on the area that it is from. China silk. Anyway. So this was Sahuliya, a place in Yemen. So... And kursuf is a kind of cotton. And she said, لَيْسَ فِيهِنَّ قَمِيصٌ وَلَا imama. There was no qamis, no shirt, and no turban. Now if you think about it, the Prophet ﷺ wore a turban. This was something that people, uh, men at that time wore. Because it was so hot in the desert, you, you would need, even the men would need a head covering. This was a standard practice. Wearing a shirt was a standard practice. And for a woman, when she's alive, wearing a hijab is a standard practice. But at the time of death, when she's being shrouded, the hijab is not wajib. You know, the entire body should be covered, and that can be achieved with the three pieces of cloth. So the Prophet ﷺ, when he was shrouded, there was no qamis and there was no imama. Bab al-kafani fi thawbain. Shrouding using two pieces of cloth. What if three pieces of cloth are not available? Or two are big enough that the body can easily be wrapped into it. It's completely covered. Is it a must to use three? Or can less than three be permissible? حدثنا أبو النعمان حدثنا حماد بن زيد عن أيوب عن سعيد بن جبير عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال بينما رجل واقف بعرفة ابن عباس said that while a man was standing at Arafa إِذْ وَقَعَ عَنْ رَاحِلَتِهِ He fell from his animal. فَوَقَصَتْهُ أَوْ قَالَ فَأَوْقَصَتْهُ So his neck broke. The man fell from his camel. His neck broke. So what does that mean? He didn't survive. He died. Now why was he at Arafah? Who goes to Arafah? The Hujjaj. Right? So this man was at Arafah, he was doing Hajj, he was in his Ihram. He fell and he passed away. So qala Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, اِغْسِلُوهُ بِمَاءٍ وَسِدْرٍ Wash him with water and sidr. وَكَفِّنُوهُ فِي ثَوْبَيْنِ 
and shroud him in two pieces of cloth. وَلَا تُحَنِّطُوهُ Do not perfume him. وَلَا تُخَمِّرُ رَأْسَهُ And do not cover his head. فَإِنَّهُ يُبْعَثُ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ مُلَبِّيًا Because he will rise on the day of judgment while pronouncing the talbiya, while saying, لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ Allahu Akbar. So this man, he died during the Hajjatul Wada' the farewell pilgrimage. And at Arafah, he fell from his animal and he died. So the Prophet ﷺ gave different instructions for his ghusl and takfin. Why? Because this is an exceptional case. Why? Because the man was in a state of ihram. Right? Meaning, he was doing his hajj. He was in ihram. Now, in ihram, a man is not to cover his head. Right? So no matter how hot it is, they're not allowed to wear hats. They can use an umbrella, but not wear a hat. They can stand under a tree or something like that for the purpose of shade, but they cannot wear a hat. They cannot wear an amama. You understand? So likewise, a muhrim, a person in ihram, cannot wear perfume. Correct? He cannot wear perfume. So when the muhrim dies, then his ihram is to be respected. You understand? The ihram is to be respected. Death does not mean that whatever was going on in his life, now it's just you know disconnected from it. No, you have to continue from there. You have to continue with the ihram. You don't violate the ihram. Many people say things like, you know, if a man dies, then his wife is like a divorced woman. Or she becomes non-mahram. So she should not touch him, she should not see him. Or vice versa, that if a woman dies, then her husband, he's no longer her husband. He's like a stranger now. So he should not touch her, he should not see her. Really? People think like that. But this is not correct. Because first of all, we learned that a husband can actually bathe his wife and vice versa. So the, the relationship does not end. Likewise, the ihram does not end with death. Isn't that beautiful? And what this means is that whatever you do while you're dying, that is how you will continue in your afterlife in the sense that on the day of judgment you will rise in that condition. So here, when this man died in the state of ihram, the Prophet ﷺ, he said, wash him with water and sidr, first of all. Why wash him with water and sidr? For the purpose of cleaning the body. So sidr is not for fragrance. Sidr is like soap. So even if soap is going to be used, make sure that soap is fragrance-free. And really, if you try to smell sidr, it really doesn't have any smell. I've used fresh sidr leaves also. You cook them and you know you make a tea out of them and there's no special fragrance, nothing. So he said, use sidr and water. Secondly, he said, وَكَفِّنُوهُ فِي ثَوْبَيْنِ كَفِّنُوهُ فِي ثَوْبَيْنِ Shroud him in two garments. In another narration we learn, كَفِّنُوهُ فِي ثَوْبَيْهِ Shroud him in his two garments. Which two garments are these? Of the ihram. Right? And a man is to wear two pieces of cloth in a state of ihram. One as the lower garment and one as the upper garment. So the Prophet ﷺ said, wrap him in these two. 
وَلَا تُحَنِّطُوهُ Do not put fragrance on him. Because remember that when the body is washed, then fragrance is to be put on the deceased. And where is it recommended? The places of sujood. And also the rest of the body. So beginning with the forehead, face, hands, up to the elbows, knees, feet. In these spots, specially fragrance should be applied for the deceased. And for the kafan also, remember that, bukhur is to be done. Remember? However, for the muhrim, the Prophet ﷺ specifically said, لا تحنطوه Do not apply fragrance on him. Why? Because a muhrim is not to wear fragrance when alive or when he has passed away. The next instruction he gave, لا تخمروا رأسه Do not cover his head. What does that mean? Wrap him in such a way that his head is exposed. The head is going to be exposed. Why? Because the head of a muhrim is not to be covered. Yes. Why? Because he will, and he gave the reason. Wrap him, put him in his grave, as if a person is doing hajj. Why? Because on the day of judgment, he's going to come out of his grave, he's going to be saying the talbiyah. The question is, is this for women also? Not all of these instructions. Some of them, in the sense that fragrance will not be put on her. But of course, her body is going to be covered in the sense that her head is going to be covered properly. Bab al-hunut lil-mayyit from this Imam Bukhari is proving another point, which is perfuming the dead person. Hanut, I mentioned to you earlier as to what it is. Haddathana Qutaybatu, haddathana Hamad, an Ayyub, an Sa'id ibn Jubaydin, an ibn Abbasin, radiyallahu anhuma. Qala baynama rajulun waqifun ma'a Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi'arafata. Ibn Abbas said that while a man was standing with the Prophet ﷺ at Arafah, إِذْ وَقَعَ مِنْ رَاحِلَتِهِ فَأَقْصَعَتْهُ He fell from his animal and he broke his neck. Or that fall caused him to break his neck. أَوْ قَالَ فَأَقْعَصَتْهُ فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِغْسِلُهُ بِمَاءٍ وَسِدْرٍ The Prophet ﷺ said, Wash him with water and sidr, وَكَفِّنُهُ فِي ثَوْبَيْنِ and shroud him in two garments. Do not put fragrance on him. And do not cover his head. Because Allah will resurrect him on the day of judgment while he will be saying the talbiyah. Now, why is Imam Bukhari bringing this hadith under the bab Al Hanut Lil Mayyid? Because the Prophet said over here, do not put fragrance on him. And Imam Bukhari is proving from this hadith. Fragrance for the deceased. Why? Because when he said, no fragrance for the muhrim, for the one in ihram, it means there is fragrance for the one who is not in ihram. You understand? You understand? Because he's mentioning an exception over here, an exceptional case over here. Because he's in ihram, this is why do not put fragrance. Which means that the opposite, which is that if a person is not in ihram, then fragrance should be put on him. Now, you know, the interesting thing is that in hadith we learn that a muhrim woman is not to wear niqab. People use this hadith to say, see, if in hajj a woman is not to wear niqab, then that means outside of hajj also she should not wear niqab. You understand what they say? But that is 
not logical. Because if he said, no niqab for the woman in ihram, that means outside of ihram, she will be wearing it. You understand? Because Imam Bukhari is using this logic to prove that if he said, no fragrance for the muhrim, that means for the non-muhrim, there is fragrance. Bab, kaifa yukaffanul muhrim? How the muhrim is to be? Shrouded is the same hadith, just slightly different wording. حدثنا ابو النعمان اخبرنا ابو عوانه عن ابي بشر عن سعيد بن جبير عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهم ان رجلا وقصه بعيره ابن عباس reported that a man his camel threw him down ونحن مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم while we were with the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم وهو محرم and this man who fell from his camel was in a state of ihram فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم so the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said اغسله بماء وسدر wash him with water and sidr وكفنه في ثوبين and wrap him in two garments. And do not touch him with fragrance. We don't even put a little bit of fragrance. And do not cover his head. Because Allah will raise him up on the day of judgment, saying the talbiya. حدثنا مسدد حدثنا حماد بن زيد عن عمر وأيوب عن سعيد بن جبير عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهم قال كان رجل واقف مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بعرفة He said that a man was standing with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم بعرفة فوقع عن راحلته and he fell from his ride قال أيوب فوقصته أيوب said that that fall caused him to break his neck وقال عمر فأقصعته Slightly different wording. فَمَاتَ فَقَالَ The man died. So the Prophet ﷺ said, إِغْسِلُهُ بِمَاءٍ وَسِدْرٍ Wash him with water and sidr. وَكَفِّنُهُ فِي ثَوْبَيْنِ And uh, shroud him in two garments. وَلَا تُحَنِّطُهُ وَلَا تُخَمِّرُ رَأْسَهُ Do not put fragrance on him and do not cover his head. فَإِنَّهُ يُبْعَثُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Because he will be raised on the day of judgment. قَالَ أَيُوبُ يُلَبِّي أَيُوبُ said, while he will be pronouncing the talbiya, وَقَالَ عَمْرٌ مُلَبِّيًا As one who is saying the so basically, same hadith, here the manner of the coffin for the muhrim is being proven. That the muhrim will be bathed, okay, will be bathed, because the Prophet wasallam said so, right? And he will be wrapped in his ihram, which means that his head will not be covered, and fragrance will not be applied on him. What about the shaheed? What about the shaheed? There's no ghusl for him. Alright? So inshallah we'll conclude over here. Some more things about the kafan which we will do in our next class. Subhanakallahu bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.